I was happy for you that you won, and I was glad that Will lost and that I gained some points on him. Yes, I was so glad Will lost. <laughs> it's so it's hilarious. It's funny. He he just goes from like king of the world and now he's <laughs> just a mere peasant. Mere peasant. That's right. Welcome back to the FL FFFL podcast, episode 10. It's your host and commissioner of the FL FFFL League, Matthew Honeycutt, and I'm here with just one of our co-hosts, John Lassie. How are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. I uh, I was, you know, running on a pretty good streak there in my three leagues. I was I this the last three weeks I'm eight and one in my three leagues. So Man. Yeah. Must feel good. It was good. It's a good stretch there. I, I mean, I felt good. You know, we're in. We're you and I are in one other league together, and that that league for me isn't starting to take a downturn. Um, and that's tough because there's no no one really trades much in that league. Um, mm, that's true. I've gotten a couple of bogus trade offers from this one guy who works with me, and I just make I just give him a hard time for. He's like, you know, like he he uh, last week I think wanted me to trade him Jalen Hurts and. Uh, Oh, I can't remember. Like Jalen Hurts and, and my one of my top wide receivers for Tua and da- no Jalen Hurts and Kenneth Walker, I think, for Tua and Dalvin Cook. And I was like, mm, nope, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> not doing that. So well, and I mean for the for the league that we're talking about on the podcast, you are tied for first. Yes, you're feeling leading, good. You're leading one of our divisions. Feeling good about that. Seven and three on the season. I'm on a three game winning streak. You know, not taking anything for granted though. I talk to my team every every day. Say, hey guys, let's stay humble. Let's keep doing our job and we'll see how it turns out. So and but I'm, remind, I'm feeling good. Let me remind yeah. everybody out there that this is the same guy that after week two <laughs> thought the world was crashing. Yes, I did. Terrible draft. And I will admit him. it. He's I will admit lost, it. He's only lost one since then. Yeah. I will. I will admit it. That is. Uh, that is very true. I hated my team after weeks two and three. I was just like, "This is terrible." Tr- you know, Travis Etienne was terrible. CD Lamb was terrible. Dalton Schultz had gotten hurt. It was just all around bad. Tom Brady was terrible. I've made some moves and had some good luck, and uh, and I'm feeling a lot better about my team now. So, which I would say is luck is a part of the equation. Sure, sure. And all, really all sports, honestly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so then our other co-host is not not with us tonight, William Myers. Not really sure what he's doing, and I think it's really because he's now 5-5, five and five, honestly. Might be. It might yeah, be. He was on a high horse, and man, he, he's got kicked, kicked down. That's what happens when you draft Michael Thomas and think he's going to be your number one receiver, right? And three C- Seahawks, and you know, yeah, didn't yeah, I, and which I think, I think I was rooting against the Seahawks, and I think he they actually did decently on his roster this week. I think it was the rest of his team that didn't do well. Yeah. I can't remember for sure. 
But, yeah. Um, well, he he did. You know, in his defense, he started off pretty strong. He had three really good running backs. He's had some injury, um, yeah. injury pain for sure. Um, but you know, right now he's rostering three quarterbacks now, and two Seahawks receivers, and or no, one he traded DK, so he's down to one. Um, Mark Andrews hasn't been good, you know, lately. And so anyway, he, he has, you know, he has some reason to be disappointed for sure. Um, he but, did play three Seahawks last week cause he had no offense on his yeah. roster. Yeah. So, but I will go ahead since he's not on the podcast, I will shout out, um, that Deshaun Watson is now at practice he and is. he's pretty much, that is his hope is yeah. that he comes back and he is the same player that he was and maybe even a tad better because he has better pieces. Yep. Probably more like Watson when he had Hop on his team. Yeah. Had DeAndre Hopkins. So he's got Amari Cooper. He's got David Njoku who's coming back off injury. DPJ. Uh, yeah. Peoples Jones who's done great. I mean, so. Yeah. They got a pretty good we'll squad. see. The dude hasn't played football in over a year, but maybe he'll he'll be good. We'll see. Maybe, maybe. Um, but anyways, that's kind of our uh, getting kicked off. Um, let's do some takeaways from last week. John, you want to kick us off? What do you got? Or, or yeah, so it doesn't have to be just last week. It can be it can be over the whole season. One, I'll do I'll do three here. I wrote two down in our show notes, but I, I just found another one. Just a little tidbit here with the Commanders win over the Eagles this week on Monday Night Football. The every team in the NFL has beaten like it, it's if you could go in a circle around the whole NFL and every team has beaten somebody. Does that make sense? Like the Eagles mm-hmm. have beat the Vikings, who beat the Lions, who beat the Packers, etc. All the way to, around to Washington, who beat the Eagles. So. The cool. NFL circle of parody is complete um, mm. there. So I thought that was just interesting. Uh, two things more fantasy related. Uh, Deontay Johnson, we haven't talked a ton about him. I think I've probably talked about him the most because he's on my team. Um, wide receiver uh, for the Well, Steelers. and that's, that's accurate because it's like, where has he gone? <laughs> he yeah. vanished. Yeah, it's true. Um, wide receiver for the Steelers. He is wide receiver 10 in expected points. So meaning like, you know, what basically what he's expected to score, he would be wide receiver 10 if he was scoring what he was expected to be. And he's in reality, wide receiver 39. So pretty much unusable. Maybe you start him at the flex like I am this week, if you're desperate um, because of bye weeks and stuff, I will say he gets a, he typically gets a ton of targets, um, which mm-hmm. targets are you know, aren't points, but they're definitely very important for receivers. Um, but he scored no touchdowns uh, this this year so far. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers, I heard uh, today, I think that I could be wrong on the yardage here, but I, I think that they don't have any touchdown plays longer than like 10 yards. Mm-hmm. So like there's just no explosive plays for the Steelers. He's a pretty explosive player. Um, anyway, so I'm hoping he has that he turns it around and has a better second half of the season. Kenny Pickett there is looking a little bit better. Uh, every game, uh, he gets a little bit better. So anyway, we'll see how Deontay Johnson goes, but, um, he might, if he keeps it up, he might make his way onto my do not draft list. So, yeah. And you hate it, man. I had him last year and he was a great player for me. Um, yeah, but I mean, and also the second half, if he just gets in the touch, uh, gets in the end zone a few times, I mean he's he's back to where he was. He just yeah. got to get in the end zone. 
Yeah, but for sure. Struggling. I would love to see how many passing touchdowns do the Steelers have. Probably not many. Yeah, probably not many. Well, I think I mean, Fryer Muth probably has them all. Yeah. I think Pickens has does. more too. I think Najee has one, and I think that might be his only touchdown on the season, or maybe he has two. I think we talked about that last week. But yeah. anyway, third takeaway, um, going from Deontay Johnson, who's not good, to Austin Eckler, who is very good. Um, Austin Eckler is RB1 uh, in PPR leagues, um, so he's just killing it. I think he has like 213 points or something. And if you take away all of his rushing attempts, he's still RB15 on the year. So just his receiving work he's running back 15 which is pretty good i mean that's an rb2 uh for sure you know um and he i mean we were talking about this before the pod he has all of his rushing attempts plus touchdowns like his rushing yardage and touchdowns is about 80 of his points and so that's not i mean it's not amazing it's not like his it's most of his points are obviously because he has 213 so 80 of those is points are coming from rushing, but that's nothing to sneeze at either. I mean, um, it's significant. It's not like he's only getting rushing or only getting receiving work. So just crazy to me that you can take away those things and he's still in the top 20, top 15 of running backs this year. Well, and then the question I didn't think of to ask you this uh, when we were talking ahead of the time, but what if we flipped that? What if you took it all his receiving away and just had a mm. rushing? Let me look. And I wonder what RB would be. I'll look that up. You can go on to your takeaways. Yeah, so as John's looking at that, I'm going to talk about this one position who, I mean, it's you got to start it, but it's like it's always just who do I start? And that's tight end. If you don't have this one guy, top-tier tight end, you might as well just hope you get 10 points somehow from your tight end, and that is Travis Kelsey. I mean, obviously, he is a probably – end of first round, second round guy in most drafts, and he's playing that way. He's got 190.5 points. And here, here's the next guy. The next guy is Andrews, which everyone would th- think that. And he has 123.5 points. So that is almost a 70-point difference between those two, one and two. And I think, as all y'all know, Andrews has been injured probably for two or three weeks, and so he was neck and neck with Kelsey for a little bit, but it's going to be hard for him to catch up. So Kelsey's going to be in a tier all by himself. And then to finish out this list, the next guy at three is Ertz, who is also injured, and he's at 115.6. And then fourth, another guy who just went on IR, which is Dallas Goddard at 114. So then that's two, three, and four that aren't even playing or haven't been playing. Crazy. <laughs> Andrews, um, we talked about this before the pod started. Andrews is probably going to play this week, but we'll see if he's full strength. And uh, likely he's actually been playing pretty well. So I bet he's on some sort of snap count to start with. So he won't be back to full strength. So your next guy up, so going from one at Kelsey, who's healthy and going to continue to rack up the points, to now who's number two, probably, who's actually playing is going to be TJ Hawkinson at 114. And so, which I think that it's looking like that deal to the Vikings was really good for him. The last two weeks, he's been really good. Yeah. Um, He's getting a a lot of targets. I think Cousins really likes having him in the offense, and it's actually made their offense a lot better. And so I'd like to see where he ends up. I think he's going to continue to uptick. But then – then there's a huge drop off 
from, <laughs> let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Number six on the list is Tyler Conklin at 82.4. Hmm. So Kelsey has over double the number five. That is crazy to me. That's nuts. And with Conklin, 25 of those points, 26 of those points of those 82 points came in week eight. In one week. In one week. Wow. <laughs> so I didn't know then, that. I forgot. That. And then you could look, I mean, even, I mean, he had a really hot start weeks one, two, and three, he was 11, 10 and 16 and then 25. So, I mean, it's four weeks and more than half of those points came from four weeks. Yeah. I will say a sneaky guy who, and and he's on my team. So I know this David Njoku is he's averaging the same as these guys from two to four or two to five range. He's averaging 11 point something per week. He's just been out the last three weeks or four weeks. So I'm excited to see him. I think he's going to play this week and I'll, I'll see, I like to see him continue to rise up uh, because he's actually played pretty well when he's in. Yeah. Um, so that's the first one talking about tight end. Um, just kind of a crazy, it's Kelsey or really nothing. Yeah, honestly. I agree. I will say um, a little shout out to my team uh, with Dalton Schultz. <clears throat> His averages is been, is pretty low, but he has, he has two weeks, weeks four and five um, where he scored nothing, had three targets in week four, one target in week five, because he, and I think it was, he was still battling his, his injury to his knee. Um, but since then, uh, since he came back on the field week seven, he's scored 9.9, 13.4. And last week he had 17.4. So I think, you know, he'll be average, you know, for the rest of the season, I think he'll be averaging around that Hawkinson, Najoku range. You know, I'm not expecting him to be Kelsey, obviously, but mm-hmm. um, he's a target. Uh, he Dak targets him a ton. So, yeah. And I think, as I told you before the pod started, I told you were kind of iffy on him and you were thinking about trading him away. And I was like, no, hold on to him. I think it was just his knee injury and he was, he would just wasn't cutting as well. And so he wasn't open as much, but when he's back to a hundred percent or close to a hundred percent, he's going to get between probably 12 to 17 points every week. I think yeah, just with his targets and then potential touchdowns. Yeah. So, yeah, I know. I agree. I was thinking about trading him to daddy Kyle for, um, Dallas Godert, I think Oof. it was, I think Schultz, maybe I was going to, I can't remember. Anyway. Yeah. I was thinking about him and yeah, glad I didn't. So thank you for that. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then my next one, did you get a chance to get the, get the Austin Eckler? Yes. He would be RB 35 without his receiving work. So Ooh. in the range of like Patterson and Deontay Foreman uh, or Dante Foreman and um, yeah. in, in that range. So that just tells you what that, what a running back that can do the receiving can yeah. do those points. Yep. Uh, and then my next takeaway is a player comparison. Um, this is uh, two different quarterbacks. Um, and so quarterback uh, A has a hundred or sorry, has 1468 passing yards, 12 TDs, seven interceptions, um, 749 rushing yards and six rushing TDs and has what? six rushing TDs. Okay. Yes. And has um, 200 points for the year. And then player B or quarterback B has 1,768 passing yards, 16 TDs, six interceptions, 
634 rushing yards and two rushing TDs. And this player has – let me let me be sure on it. I can't remember how many points he has. Oh, man. Dropped the ball on that one. He He's like right under it at like 193, I believe. Okay. Scoring leaders. I'm looking at it. Hang tight. I think I know who these players are, but ESPN work with me. Yeah, ESPN's kind of been glitchy. 193.5. I was right. Yeah. So player A has 200.9, and uh, quarterback B has 193.5. Who are these okay. players? I think player A has got to be Justin Fields, and and player B is the only other quarterback I can think who is running that much and is that close to Justin Fields, who I th- is Jalen Hurts. So I'm going to say quarterback A is Fields, B is Hurts. You are so close, and that's the players that I was going to do. But is I B was- Lamar Jackson? That is right, correct. Okay. So, so Fields and Jackson. Fields and Jackson. And so you would think the, it would be flipped. And and there would be a much bigger disparity or difference between those two. Justin Fields is quarterback number four. It's crazy. In League point. winner. Yeah. In points. He is the fourth ranked quarterback. And then Lamar Jackson is at six. Yeah. And so I mean, easily that would be flipped. And then I I don't think I don't think I would have thought that Fields would be in the top 10. I don't think so. What, no, what I definitely – I mean, I don't think so. I, I didn't think – definitely not top – not where he is. I mean, this year, quarterback top 10, I mean, like, couldn't be that hard to make top 10, yeah, you know. But I definitely wouldn't think of him as a top six for sure. Um, little tidbit on Lamar Jackson, his best weekly fan, fantasy finish since week three, his best finish since week three is quarterback 10. Hmm. So – he has been, as we've talked about for a while for him, he's been, he's been struggling. Um, yeah, as of he had, Well, and I, I think a lot of that has to do with Mark Andrews. Yeah. I think there's a pretty good correlation. Well, and, Andrews and um, Bateman has yeah. been out and Dobbins and, is out. I mean, like they have nobody. Gus Edwards has been out. Their running right. backs have been terrible. I mean, right. it's literally just Lamar. That's yeah. all they've got. Yeah. So got to be tough, but. So we'll see if Andrews gets back into it, if we might can see a little bit of a resurgence from Lamar. But, I mean, he is definitely trending down. Yeah. And then the opposite for player quarterback one, Fields, is trending to the moon right now. <laughs> everybody, Everybody and their mother are like, Justin Fields was my number one player to watch. <laughs> and that was not true probably, but they're all saying it now. Yeah. Um, and I mean, all of a sudden it's like they decided he could run the ball when everyone knew he could run, but now they're like actually utilizing him to run the ball. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I think, I think probably the only argument against Justin Fields is, you know, since week six, he's had 88, 82, 60, 178 and 147 rushing yards. And, and in week seven, he scored a touchdown, at least one touchdown at uh, rushing touchdown since week seven. There's got to be some regression week. there. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. I mean, can, is that sustainable? And maybe, I mean, you know, we didn't think Cordero Patterson was sustainable. We've not thought Geno Smith was sustainable. So maybe he can keep it up and just prove us all wrong. But I can't imagine that he's going to be getting 80 plus yards rushing every mm-hmm. game and a touchdown every game. 
And that's that alone is 14 points, you know, 80 yards mm-hmm. rushing. And now maybe he gets 40 yards rushing. So that's that's really like 10 points with mm-hmm. a touchdown. But um, I mean, the last two weeks, especially we talked about him uh, week nine, but we last week he was 39.7 points. I mean, like just yeah. right crazy beneath. finishes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you can see if you look at his game logs and his stats, something changed week six. I don't yeah. know what it was because from week one through five, he only had one time he had above 10 carries. And then if you flip that six through 10, there was only one week that he had below 10 carries. Yeah. And so something changed and he was, he had 52 as a high through the first five weeks. And now his high is 178 or, or his low was 60 Yeah, through those weeks. So something, they figured something out. And so if yeah. they continue that and they continue that scheme, because week nine and week 10, he was actually on TV and I watched and they were doing a lot more plays. And I watched one of his first games and, and later in the season, week nine and 10, they were doing a lot more plays where it was like a designed run. Yeah. And it was like a designed quarterback stretch where he would get out to the corner and he would just go and take off. And I think part of that is his, I mean, it's, it's obviously his athletic ability. You know, you have guys that are, that can run are run, you know, are more prone to running or could, could run really well. Like Daniel Jones and Dak, I'd say are, are mobile. You know what I mean? They're not like Tom Brady mm-hmm. who can't run hardly at all. Um, but, but Fields is not those guys either. Like you couldn't, Dallas couldn't, couldn't draw a place to get Dak on the outside. He doesn't have enough speed to get around people. No. You yeah. know, like you, the guys that have enough speed to get around people are Fields, Lamar, and Kyler. And that's probably mm-hmm. it. I mean, I don't think anyone yeah. else really has the speed to get around people. Allen and Allen and Mahomes are pretty fast, but they just don't. It's just different. They're like yeah. Aaron Rodgers fast. Like mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers can like escape the pocket and like get, you know, run for, I mean, like he's sneakily fast. They're both pretty sneaky fast. I would say They're, Allen's in a different category. Well, maybe. they're just they're yeah. just not Justin Fields fast. I think. Yeah. Like I know I, I agree. I even think there's a difference between Hertz and Fields. Yeah. Hertz is a, a way different runner. Uh, he only run. I mean, he he uses his body a lot more. He's a really smart runner, and so he'll get those extra five to seven yards. But Fields is looking to get a a twenty thirty yard <laughs> run <Yeah>. or a touchdown. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, he yeah he looked electric fast. It, but it's a different type. It, Lamar, when you, he gets the ball in space, he's more jerky and makes more moves. Fields is just fast. Yeah. So, anyways. Yeah. That's why Fields and I know they're a little bit different body type, but Fields and Kyler Murray kind of have they, similar yeah. running styles to me. I agree. Like they're they're trying to get they can get away from anybody pretty much, and you probably Lamar and Hertz are are more methodical, you know, and, and, mm-hmm. you know, things like that, just different kind of runner, but they're all amazing players. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is going to rag a little bit on Kyler, but I saw some Twitter who was, it compared his high school football game to his pro football game. Oh no. <laughs> and they were putting the video beside it and it was like, Kyler's not grown up. He still plays yeah. high school football. Yeah. He still, he'll still, he still runs around in circles and then throws it <laughs> and someone catches it. Yeah. I was like dying laughing. That's and it's true. Yeah. It's true though. When you watch him play, it's like, it doesn't look like they're actually running any sort of offense. Yeah. That's good. But anyways, 
We spent way too long on takeaways, but that is our takeaways. It's okay. We'll uh, probably fly through the power rankings. Yeah, because... yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, and Will usually, won't listen to this, so we can say because he talks too much during the power rankings. That is true. So true. So, <laughs> like John said, great segue. Let's hop into the power rankings post week nine or week ten. Ten post week ten. Post week ten. Scroll down in the notes. Yeah. Yep. You want to go through it? Read it really quick, and let's preface. Yes. This is this is the Willis Cool system. We're going to talk a little bit about ours. Yeah. This is this is his. Yeah, this is the Willis Cool system. Uh, so coming in at number twelve, move down a spot, a new bottom feeder for our league, the Funky Town Fellas. And this team has it's brutal. It's just rough. I mean, I don't know what else to say about this team besides they're having a rough go at it. Um, yeah, that's all. That's all we can say for for good old Funky Town. Uh, next is Daddy Kyle, also having a rough go at it. Um, for his sake. Uh, he moved down a spot as well. Gangsta's Paradise with a win over this week, over DMC this week. Um, it moved up two spots to number 10. Gangsta's uh, is looking up and I think probably is the most likely, I'll call it, he's most likely of this bottom tier um, to make the playoffs, I think. I agree. I agree. Then uh, at ninth, not moving from last week is the Dave Arandas. Um, the the Arandas has a good matchup. We'll get into um, later with the Funky Town fellas for the toilet bowl this week. Um, and that's the that's the bottom tier. So uh, Funky Town, Daddy Kyle, Gangstas, and Dave Arandas. Um, the next tier, starting with Run DMC, who moved down a spot. Um, then it goes to the Falcons, who I moved will down. Say- about Run DMC, he cannot yeah. catch a break. He has scored second highest points back to back weeks and has yeah. lost both weeks. That's true. That's rough. It's true. And you know, he he has a good I mean he, he's been scoring a lot of points. Let me see where he is in points for. He is top fourth. Four. Yeah, yeah, he's fourth in points four. Mm-hmm. Only about twenty points behind the next guy. Um significantly behind blue linemen, but um still. So yeah, he's had some bad luck for sure. Um, seventh is, uh, the willing and Falcons who had the biggest move this week down four spots, man, <sighs> that must've hurt for the Falcons, um, to type in his own Willis cool system. And it spits out the Falcons at seven dropping four spots. That's tough. Mm. But like we talked offline, you know, that was what happens when you draft Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf and Michael Thomas and Deshaun Watson. He didn't draft Deshaun Watson, but. You know, and this week he has to start t- uh, Taylor Heineke. Yes, Taylor Heineke is starting for the Falcons Oof. because Geno Smith is on by and Deshaun Watson, although he's practicing, still can't play. <laughs> so for some reason, he's on the roster. He's starting Heineke. His running backs are good. He has to start Curtis Samuel as his wide receiver, too, and Thielen in the flex. It's it's rough. And listen, I was listening to the Fantasy Focus podcast, or maybe it was Matthew Berry's podcast. I can't remember. They were talking. No, it was Matthew Berry's podcast. They were talking about Amari Cooper. His average points for away games is like five or six points less than home games. Like he averages five or six points less when he plays away games. He's playing at Buffalo this week, and there's supposed to be like feet and feet of snow. Um, 
that, for that game. So it's I, I don't would not count on Amari Cooper, except now you can count on him because he's going to listen to the podcast and score forty points like he did last time. <laughs> right, <laughs> exactly. Anyway, so moving on, Chubby Gurley's our Swift are number six, not mo- have not moved um, since last week. I think that's probably a little high. I've been pretty down on this team for a long time. On paper, they are pretty bad, but you know you can't argue with the record to some extent. So Chubby Gurley's a six. And fifth, the biggest to move up for this week is our very own Matty Ice and the boys at fifth. And they round out the second tier um, at number five. So they moved up three spots and mostly due to Jonathan Taylor seemingly being back. We'll see if he can keep it up. Um, but he looked like Jonathan Taylor again, the Jonathan Taylor we all know and love on Sunday. So that was good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Any any more comments about your team, about the boys? Well, I just – I would like to say I don't know how I've put together a 6-4 and four record with having Jonathan Taylor and Keenan Allen on my team. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, and having no RB2 all season long with having Dylan and Dobbins. So how it, that's worked out, it's really been Tyreek Hill show and Jalen Hurts. And now yep. if Taylor can turn it around, I have that quarterback, running back, receiver combination that I really like. But yeah. I just – cross your fingers. I don't want to speak too soon on Jonathan Taylor. I'm going to be very, very cautious on that one. Yeah. I just want him to give me half of what he gave me on on average would be great every week because that's yeah. more than what he was doing. Yeah. So, anyways – yeah, it is crazy, um, you know, and I, I saw somebody talk about Keenan Allen being the biggest, he, like he could win the award as the biggest roster clog of, all year, of the season. Like yes. the guy that you like, you can't drop because you have way too much capital in mm-hmm. him as a draft pick and his potential when he's healthy, he's, he's pretty good. He's a really good wide receiver. So you can't drop him, but you're not playing. You also aren't playing him every week. Like you haven't played him probably since week one, right? Oh yeah. And that's it. I played him week one. Yeah. And then now so. that he's questionable, I can't even put him in an IR spot. So he's sitting yeah. on my roster. If he's out, I can put him there. So it's been a long time. Yeah. Anyway, next he, on the power he, rankings. And Go just ahead. he could play this week. We'll see. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. Play. Well, I would love for him and Mike Williams to get back because I think that'll help Justin Herbert tremendously. So that's true. Um, I need those. I need them back. At least one of them back because Josh Palmer is not cutting it. Um, anyway, uh, next is, uh, my team on my flexes live in Texas is ranked fourth, not moved since last week on a three game winning streak and gained some points on the Falcons and the boys. So I'm, I'm sitting pretty good there. I'm not, you know, second to last in points for anymore. So tied for first place with the record and leading and in first place in one of the divisions. I just, I don't know how the system didn't have you moving up. How did you stay the same? Four, you were four and four last week, and now four now. Well, you know, I think I think the Willis Cool system puts a premium on points four. That's true. And I have uh, Blue Lineman, Joe's Birdman, DMC, Aranda's Falcons, and Matty Ice all ahead of me in points four. So, mm. um, you know, I'm I'm not doing great in points four. I'm doing better than I was because I think I was last at one point or second to last. So, you know. Your team, your team has turned around. You're going to have big weeks. Here's up. the thing about the Willis School system. Let me just enlighten everybody. 
<clears throat> you remember when the college football playoff first came out mm. and they, the board, you know, their, their committee came out and Jeff Long, who was the Arkansas um, athletic director at the time we came out and would do his press conferences. And he talked about body clocks and he talked about wins over top 50 teams. And then it was wins over top 25 teams. And then it was, you know, your body of work. And then it was the eye test and, that's what the Willis Cole system is. The, the target's system, always moving. The target moves every week, week in and week out. This week it's wins. Next week it's points for. Then it's points against. Then points against don't matter at all. So, <laughs> you know, that's my little thing. That's what I'm going to say. That's the Willis Cole system. I've been thinking about that for a long time. Good. It, it he's is what he's it not is. here to debate it, which is great. <laughs> and Let's, he won't even listen. Air it all out. Air it all out. Okay, so, so you're all my foxes live in Texas. And then uh, number three, moving up two spots, is not your average Joe. We've talked about this team a lot. They look pretty good on paper. Um, I think, did they win this week? I can't remember. Um, I believe they did win. They're sitting at fourth in their division at five and five. We, a couple weeks ago, thought they would win under two and a half games or lose under two and a half more games. I think they've already broken that. So, but just listen to this team on paper and tell me that, that I'm wrong, that they're not a good team. Joe Burrow, Josh Jacobs, Austin Eckler, AJ Brown. What a starting four right there. I mean, AJ good grief. Brown did have a dud last week, but that was true. Injured first place. It's true. And then Jamar Chase would be their other wide receiver, but he's been out. But when he comes back, if he comes back, really good. TJ Hawkinson, we talked about in the new tight end number two, I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Devin Singletary, Aaron Jones. I mean, like, this team is not bad. It's not a bad team. I just no, don't know how. They, it's not just know. they're not bad. They're really good. Yeah. They're yeah. really good. So I mean, they have one, two, three, four, five. Five players inside the top 10, not including their kicker. So six players, including the kicker inside the top 10. Oh, no. Eight, Aaron Jones. Yeah. They have so many. Pl- they could almost fill their lineup with players inside the top 10. Top 10. Mm-hmm. And Jamar Chase is number 11, and he's been out for like three weeks. So this team is very good on paper, all thanks to a trade that, for whatever reason, the league decided not to veto. That was way worse than the trade they vetoed for me last year with the same manager. The Dave Arandas gave the Joes Austin Eckler and TJ Hawkinson for basically Jared no. Goff. Mm-hmm. You know, who and that's why on the roster anymore. And that's why, like what I talked about before we started the pod, I have an asterisk be- beside this team because yeah. there's no way that they should have those players on their roster. Yeah, but we have the same manager who always tries to make these outlandish trades. And this year it actually went through. It did for some reason. It did. So the Joes in Texas and the Flexes, uh, they round out the next tier. They're in a tier all all to themselves. Yeah, All to themselves. And then the top tier, no change from the last several weeks. Uh, Number two, Birdman, a.k.a. the Buffalo Bills. And number one, the blue linemen, who I think we talked about this offline, they're going to drop because, unfortunately, Cooper Cup has been placed on the injured reserve. Poor one out for Cooper Cup. He's a great player. We love Cooper Cup in fantasy football. 
really a bummer to see him go out. The Rams have been stinking this year, so he might not play the rest of the season if the Rams are smart and if they keep stinking, which they don't have their best player, so they're probably going to keep stinking. You know, they're dependent now on Allen Robinson to be their best wide receiver. So we'll see. He might, you know, he might play uh, still. He might only be out four to six weeks or so, but we're coming up on, I mean, it's almost, that's almost into the fantasy playoffs. So, um, Man, but yeah. what a comeback it could be, though, if this team makes it to the championship or something and mm. Cooper Cup comes back. Man, That'd be what, crazy. A, what a thing. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I agree. Uh, darn darn that turf, man. Darn the yeah. turf. Yeah. Just injuries like that just kill you. And, I mean, again, we won't have a back-to-back wide receiver one. I, don't, I can't even remember the last time that's been the case. That we haven't or that we have had one? That we have. Yeah. That we've had a back-to-back yeah, years with the same receiver. I feel like it's pretty hard to go back-to-back number one in the, in your position. Mm-hmm. That's but. true. It won't be again for running back either. Jonathan Taylor yeah. will not finish there. Yeah. So that rounds out the Willis Cool system. I'm gonna AKA throw at the you. college football playoff when Jeff Long was the chair of the committee. Yeah. I'm going to I'm gonna change things up a little bit. I'm just going to roll through mine really fast where I think there it's a little bit different. And so how I have it is from 12 to 1, 12 being Daddy Kyle, 11 is Dave Arandas, 10 is Funky Town, 9 is Gangstas, and that is the bottom tier. Yeah. Then we hop into the second tier. There's only three tiers. Second tier starts at 8 with Chubbies, 7 with Falcons, 6 DMC, 5 Average Joes, 4 Matty Ice, and that ends round, uh, tier 2. And then... The top tier all by themselves is Flexes, Birdman, and Blue Lyman. Mm, yeah. Yeah, you have some differences there. Um, For sure. You're, you're low on Chubby, which I agree with. I mean, that team it does not look good on paper. I don't know how they're 6-4. and four. I don't know how they keep, keep stringing wins together, which I think they've lost two in a row now, maybe or just one. I think they lost one because, remember, they, they won three, lost three. One three, mm-hmm. and then they just lost one, so they're going to lose which, two more. Which reminds me, I did want to go back to actually your matchup, John, with Birdman. Okay. I I thought he was going to be able to pull it away until I think did Dallas play Sunday night? Uh, Sunday afternoon. Sunday afternoon. His team was looking like they were going to yeah uh, be like square with you until the Cowboys game. Yeah. Um, and I, I actually, I text him to make sure that he put a player in the running back slot. Cause he was going to start Zeke <laughs> or no, he was, no, that's he what started happened. Zeke anyway. That's yeah. what happened. No, it was the other one. He had, he had somebody else on a buy. So oh. I said, Hey, go pick up somebody. I think you have a shot to beat Lassie. He was like, Oh, thanks. Thumbs up. And then he played Zeke, who didn't play. <laughs> well, and he doesn't have another running back. I know, um, I his, know. I was he just has like three running backs on his on his roster, and two of them are on by, and one of them was hurt. <laughs> I know. Was, oh, no, he has four. He has four. Jerry yeah. McKinnon. Sorry. Which yeah. he he picked him up because I asked him to, or I reminded him. Yeah. But yeah. anyways, I thought he had a shot, and I was like, man, you're gonna let, because if he wouldn't have played any running back there. It would have been a massive. He for sure would have lost. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Anyway, well, it was it was probably the week. You know, I mean, I I had um I didn't get a lot out of out of Walker or Etn. I got mm-hmm. twenty three twenty three 
uh, and a half combined from them. CD went off. Pittman has been terrible. Schultz went off. Cook went off. Herbert was bad. I mean, like, it, you know, I didn't have – it's not like I was swinging full punches this week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But anyways, that was, that's our power rankings for uh, post-week 10. Uh, John, do you want to kind of give a, a glimpse of what how you would change things? Uh, no, I, I haven't been keeping up with my – power rankings i need to probably jump back into calculating them and stuff i just haven't done that so gotcha um i think i mean i i probably agree with you i think chubby is too high on in the willow school system mm-hmm. um and gangsters i think probably should be ahead of aranda's other than that i mean it's pretty close i think you had them pretty close so yeah cool all right well let's kind of hop into some head-to-head matchup previews for yeah this upcoming week i think we got some good ones out there that could make we'll some, see make some difference yeah we'll see so starting off we'll go with uh, all my flexes live in texas versus chubby girlies are swift <clears throat> as it falls right now uh i'm projected flexes is projected to more than double chubby's score but chubby has three players who aren't are projected nothing or four players who projected nothing so um, with Jalen Waddle out on by Evan Ingram on by and his kicker on by, and then Jerry Judy is hurt and not playing. Um, but he doesn't have those players really to fill in. I his still bench. think I'm going to pick. Yeah. I still think I'm going to pick flexes in this one. Um, even though I'm, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty much at full strength minus Travis Etienne. So, um, I'm going to well, pick flexes. You don't have Kenneth Walker either, but, Oh, you're right. Sorry. Kenneth Walker. Yeah, so I'm so missing my top two running backs. I still think I'm going to win, though. I know. That segues me into my thought on this. This would have been the week, if there was anybody else that you were playing, that this would have been a tough week for you to win. Yeah. Because you have your best two running backs, I think. Dalvin Cook, uh, he's probably in the mix there. But anyways, you're probably hottest to Etienne and, and Walker out for the week. Yeah. And so I'm going to go with flexes because I think – Chubby has nothing on his bench to even put in his lineup. Yeah. Really? <laughs> um, and so, I mean, his team is just not great. Waddle is really who has scored a lot of points for him. Yeah. Um, so, flexes all the way. Well, and Kyler. But, yeah. Yeah, Kyler's out, though, isn't he? Yeah, he is. He's going to be out. Yeah. So, flexes. What's that, Will? You're picking Chubby? Okay. Wow. <laughs> Upset pick. Wow. Crazy. He texted that in. That's all it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Witnesses. Um, all right. Next we have Birdman versus, sorry, it's loading Mighty Ice and the boys. Wow. This is going to be a tough one, man. This is, this gonna be is tough. One. So here's the thing. Birdman, AKA the Buffalo Bills has Josh Allen, Gabe Davis and Stefan Diggs playing. As I mentioned earlier, uh, it's a game against Cleveland uh, in Buffalo. It's supposed to snow a ton. So I don't know if they're going to be as offensively gifted this week as they normally are. So I think that gives Matty Ice a little bit of an edge. Matty Ice is coming up. I think Jonathan Taylor, again, shows us who he is. Keenan Allen is back. Brandon Ayuk has been solid. David Njoku has been solid. I think Matty Ice is going to squeak out the win here. Oh, yeah. I I believe so. I, I feel like everything is, is going to kind of play in my favor a little bit, and so I'm going to pick Matty Ice and the boys. I wish I had Tyreek Hill in the lineup for this week. 
but I don't. And he's what's bringing my projection down. But if Gus Edwards and Keenan Allen are in the lineup, I feel pretty good. Okay. So I'm going with my guess. Great. <clears throat> um, Will is going to pick – you You pick this one for Will. Who do you want him to pick? Oh, uh, he just texted in. He, he's going to pick Birdman. Great. For sure. I think he got intern Steve reported that in. He's been texting intern Steve. Yes. So. All right, next we have the Funky Town Fellas versus the Dave Arandas for the Toilet Bowl. Dave Arandas are three and seven. Funky Town is four and six. They are the bottom tier um, of, the, of the power rankings. We've talked about this team. The Funky Town Fellas has been struggling. Nothing seems to be going right for this team, uh, which is a big bummer for them. So Marquise Brown might come back this week, I heard. Uh, but who knows what he's going to be like after the injury and with Hopkins back at Arizona and with Kyler Murray being out, you have Colt McCoy throwing to them. So that's tough. Uh, uh, the Randas, I don't know. They're not a great team on paper, but somehow they've still struggled together three wins and they won last week, I think over the blue lineman, uh, which was crazy. So, I'm gonna go with uh, I'm gonna go with Funky Town Fellas though here. I think they're gonna I think Dex gonna have a good game against Minnesota. Mike Williams, I think this is a boom week for him coming back. So Maddie, I I mean Funky Town Fellas is gonna take it this week. Yeah, I'm actually gonna go with you too. I'm gonna be I'm gonna go Funky Town Fellas. I think okay. this is calling a little bit of an upset, but um, and I'm I may just because you're if I'm in in the mindset or if I'm in the mind of Funky Town. If, or if I'm in his shoes, I'm thinking, hey, who on my bench could I could have a really big boom? And that's Watson. He, I know he just had that, but he's yeah. really on the rise, and I may put him in my flex just to see if he could get me another big game. Yeah, it's true. So, I would definitely put him – I would trust Watson over Paris Campbell in the flex for sure. Yeah. Um, Paris has so, actually been pretty good the last two weeks, but I well, think Watson has a better – ceiling because of touchdowns yeah and i don't know how good paris or the philly secondary is though are they pretty good yes they are so watson is going against tennessee secondary who i don't think is very good that's true again so a good matchup there um so yeah i I agree i'd put i'd put watson in there you're shooting for the fences there lance but um at this point you know i don't know what else you you should do i think you need to be swinging for the fences so I'd say that's a good move. And uh, this just in from intern Steve, uh, the, the Falcons, I mean, the owner of the Falcons, uh, Will, is also picking Funky Town. Oh, okay. okay. So, I just, a little I upset thought, there. Mm-hmm. All three of us picked it. We did, I, yeah. I thought he may go with Randis, but that makes sense. Well, you know, I think I, he I think he was he was kind of waffling back and forth, but ultimately I think he talked him into Funky Town. Good. Um, he doesn't want to be different than us on all the picks, so he's, you know, He's going mm-hmm. with Funky Town. Um, I do. I do hope that um, the real Dave Aranda gets a win over Funky Town Fellas College Team TCU this weekend, though. I will say that. Ooh, that's going to be tough. Gonna be tough, tough game. We'll see. Could we? Could Could Baylor ruin TCU's season? Who knows? Probably not. <laughs> but we will see. Which I, I want to talk. Like- Offline, we can talk about this, but we can talk about the Hogs. I didn't get to watch the game, but I just want to know what happened because I was following it and thought we were going to win. I'll, I'll but, tell you for sure. Okay, I will say I feel like the Baylor's are one of the the most notorious teams for having a really good season and then a bad season, then a really good season. I feel like that's their pattern. Yeah, 
no, I, it's definitely been the, this the past several years for sure. So I don't know. Yeah, I went. We we got to go. I'll talk about that. We got to go to the K State game, and it was pretty bad. It was miserable. Oh. So. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Moving on, we have not your average Joe versus Run DMC. This might be the game of the week, um, outside of maybe the Blue Lineman and the Falcons. But I would think so. Um, this might be the game of the week right here. And we've talked about this team at, at length, so I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them. I'm going with the Joes. <sighs> Man, I. This is a tough one, tough one, tough one. I'm going to go. I think this is the week that DMC scores scores a lot of points and actually wins okay. the week. I'm going to go DMC. I think Tyler Higby is going to have an uptick in targets, yeah. and he's going to win the tight end position over Hawk. Okay. And that's going to help. See, I like. I still like Hawk better there. And Damian Pierce, you know, the Houston just signed Eno Benjamin, so I think his value might go down a little bit. Um, and I think Derrick Henry will have a bounce back week too. He had, he had that a is week. true. That and is I think true. Jones, I, I, I'm calling Jones has a better week than Burrow. Okay, he's playing the Lions, Daniel Jones over Joe Burrow. You heard yeah. it here first. Mm-hmm. Please be right there, Daniel Jones. Have one All of those. Right. 90-yard rushes and fall on the one-yard line. <laughs> Let's see. Intern Steve says uh, Will picks DMC also and Let's thinks go. that um, not your average Joe will out, will double his whole total score. So that's a bold prediction for sure. Whoa. Yeah, crazy. <clears throat> um, I don't know. I don't know how that'll work with DMC winning and Joe's doubling his score, but – I don't question Will. You never question Will. No. So. No. All righty. Next, we have Gangsta's Paradise versus Daddy Kyle for a toilet bowl round two. Um, but like we've talked about, Gangsta's is looking up. I'm, I'm going to go yeah. Gangsta's here just because of Justin Fields. He's the league winner. Yeah, I'm I'm going Gangsta's hands down. I mean, I love the combination of Adams and Hopkins and and, and Kelsey is the top tight end. Yeah. So. If Fields puts up any numbers above 15, I think this team's got it easy. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I don't I don't see um Daddy Kyle winning this one. Um, and I'm I'm really shocked why they're not playing Montgomery. Because didn't uh Khalil Herbert just go out? He did, yeah. He's out. Yeah, so this team's gonna put Montgomery in the one for Robinson and they're gonna blast destroy daddy Kyle this week. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Um, Sorry. Sorry, daddy Kyle. Crazily enough though, uh, intern Steve says, Will is picking daddy Kyle for the upset. Wow. Wow. Man, Man. he's just don't know what's going on in his head right now. I don't either, but I don't, I don't know for the Willis school system either. You know, intern Steve though is, is got the pulse. He's got the pulse (laughs) of the team. (laughs) He sure does. Thanks, intern Steve. Um, all right. Last but not least, we have the blue linemen versus the Willennium Falcons. And blue linemen took a big hit with Cooper Cup going on IR this week. And Juju Smith-Schuster, who has been looking good, might also not play. Devontae Smith is questionable. I don't know if the blue lineman has what it takes to get this one done. Um, 
I don't love the Falcons team either because they're <laughs> they're depending on Taylor Heineke as one of their three quarterbacks that they have rostered for some reason. Um, Andrews should be back in a limited role. I don't know. This is a tough one to call, but I think the Falcons are going to squeak squeak out a win. Yes, I agree. I think McCaffrey and Chubb are going to have enough power to to win the week for the Falcons. Yeah. Um, I really do like the blue lineman team before Cup was out. Um, they're just going to have a hard road ahead. Um, I will say they do have Traylon Burks. We'll see how it pans out. Maybe yeah. he could maybe he could fill the hole of the flex, and then he gets to move Devontae Smith up, and he plays better, and then he can put Stevenson in for Henderson. We'll see. <clears throat> he's anyways. struggling in the tight end, though, because he's having to yes. count on Hunter Henry, um, also a former hog. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, know about I'm, that. I'm picking the Will. I hate to say it, but I'm picking Will's team. <laughs> well, intern Steve just texted me and said uh, that he, Will is also going with his own team, as he should. You should That's, always pick for your own team. So, in this case, I think so. Yeah. So there you go. There's the matchups we uh, we didn't review last week, but or the records. Um, but Will and I are tied at 25 and 23, and you're just two games back at 23 and 25. Golly. So you gained a game on me. Yeah. Let's see where it was last week. It was I gang or I I went up because I picked gangsters. Wait, how did Will go? No, how did Will game get a game on you? I needed to look. Intern Steve, can you fix this uh, spreadsheet? Yes, please? come on, man. I sh- I should not be down right. too. I'll give an update next week. I'll look at it because intern Good Steve deal. is slacking with the formulas there. So, man, he was doing really well. Now he's not. Well. That's a good look at the matchups. Um, okay, based off who me and you picked, what would our what would the records be in the league? Can we take a quick look at that? If if we got all of them right, yeah. Did I know we maybe picked some different ones, but based off what we chose, do we still have only two teams at seven and three, or two teams? At oh, seven oh, three? sorry, I thought you meant our our pick'em record. No, 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 sorry. Records in the standings. So let's see. We picked um, Flexus to win and Blue Lineman to lose. So we're saying Flexus will be eight and three, and and we'll be the only team at eight and three. Okay. Um, Maddie Ice we picked to win will be seven and four. So he'll be tied with Blue Lineman. Birdman we picked to lose, or do we pick Bird to win? Let me look. Birdman. I, oh, he's we, playing me. No, we. I, yeah, we, we picked him to. So. Lose. And Chubby, we picked to lose. So you're you'll be tied with Blue at seven and four. Will will be six and five. Bird will be six and five. Chubby will be six and five. Joe's will be six and five. Six and five. Yeah. So, and then from there, it doesn't. I don't think it matters. No. Yeah, but it that'll make it tighter. Yeah, it will. Man, did we pick DMC? I think I did. You picked DMC. I picked Gangstas. I think that's going to be the battle there is Average Joe's and DMC. If DMC well, loses and Gangsta's wins, they'll be tied at five and six. DMC still has the tiebreaker, though. Yeah, I think I think Chubbies could eventually get knocked into that bottom four, potentially, or yeah. be, be on the edge. Gangsta's has a path for sure. Yeah. He uh-huh. he needs to, he need he needs to get there with wins. He probably can't get there with points. Maybe he, I, I doubt he can make up 
a hundred points over the next four weeks, but, or whatever, yeah. but maybe he can. All right. So, well, that was a quick look. Just wanted to kind of see where we would be based off our projections. So that is uh, our power or our matchups previews. Um, and then you want to talk about our bye weeks? Yeah. So week? Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, the Miami Dolphins, Seattle Seahawks. So no Geno Smith for Will uh, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are all on bye this week. So no Tyreek Hill. Bummer. No Christian Kirk, no Tyreek Hill, no Jalen Waddell, no Tyler Lockett or DK Metcalf. No Tua. And no Mike Evans or Chris Godwin. No Tua, no Trevor Lawrence, no mm. Geno, no Tom Brady. No, Rashad White, who is looking at taking over the Tampa Bay backfield, apparently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think they're just letting Lenny get some rest for the for the home stretch. Yeah. We'll see. All right, and those are our guys. Let's get a quick moves update here, since we do that every week. <laughs> oh, great. Love it. D- DMC is still leading the pack at 60 moves. 60 moves. Wow. That's six moves a week. That's six a, six a week. <laughs> <laughs> Golly. I <laughs> that, is, that is a lot. I feel like I move a lot and I'm at 34, which is three and a half a week. And I, I feel like that's a lot. And that's almost double what I've done. So, and then at the bottom of the pack is chubby girlies. <laughs> this is such a stark contrast. Chubby has made five moves. He wow. has made one move every other week. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> oh man. That Versus is six moves a week. So Just interesting. <laughs> crazy. Where does uh where does Will and I fall on that list? You guys are Will has made twelve and you've made fifteen, so you're kind of middle okay. of the pack. Okay. Yeah. So a little over one a week is my average. Yeah. It's, it's that waiver, man. I try I'm really smart with the waiver. <laughs> All right. Well, any closing statements for you? I don't think so. Um I'm seeing if I have any other interesting little little um tidbits oh it was uh so one thing that was funny i saw on twitter i'll just end with this here the packers waved wide receiver amari rogers Mm. and field yates tweeted it uh and then mike clay quote tweeted it and said no he basically was telling field you should have said packers waved a rogers because that's how you get the clicks (laughs) (laughs) that's great that's great (laughs) And I'll throw in our weekly um, attempt to tell our league that we need to do a dynasty league. Yes, we do. It would make all these injuries very interesting. It would. And and we would all be still in the game for some season. (laughs) Maybe it's not this season. Maybe it's the future season. It's true. If you're Funky Town fellas, just, you know, maybe you trade away some of your guys for some draft picks. Or you yeah. trade away some of your guys from the, some of the guys who are injured. You know, maybe you try to give Will uh, Will Myers, who still has a shot to make the playoffs. Maybe you try to give him Miles Sanders and a pick, like a second round pick for Javante Williams or something like that. I mean, you, you oh, yeah, there's so many moves you could do. So true, dynasty league. And um, I would say just keep it chilling, my friends. Peace out. <laughs>